here we are again Just praising God again Here we are again Praising God again Yahweh of old, my friend He's still the same Here we are again Father, thank you, Lord. You know, I, I laugh and grin at myself when I'm singing because I'll start out one way, and I don't know if you notice it in any of your voices and talking or whatever you might do. Uh, it just seems like I can tell when it's the pitch is changing inside my throat. Allergies, I guess, is all that I know, you know, because I can sing one way at home, and I'll sing another way at church. Sometimes I'll just sing along through there. And then all of a sudden, the second or third, fourth verse, uh, it just sounds crazy to me, uh, kind of plugs up in the ear just a little bit. But somebody this morning that has their Bible, open to Psalms 1-1 in the Bible. And uh, I would like for Sister Brenda to read us some there in uh, the book of Psalms. Psalms 1-1, read four or five verses there, however many goes with that. I was watching a little bit of uh, the news recently, and I saw that big brick or whatever it was that came in behind that policeman and from the kind of the side angle and knocked him totally to the ground and knocked him out. And I thought to myself, God, uh, lift him up because it's not anything. It's his fault. And then I saw after <clears throat> the uh, last night of the convention, I saw after it was over, they were those regular I mean some of them were elderly people you know they were in their 70s and 80s and a husband and wife and they were trying to walk to their their hotel or motel wherever whatever it was and uh, how that those that was in them rights were just treating them totally awful I mean up in their face hollering obscenities into them you know it may it makes you think when are they going to stop and is is there going to be death you know at these kind of things because uh, they they are they are demonic and they are trying their best to do everything they can to uh, disrupt uh, peaceful things uh, here in the United States. So I'm like you, Brenda. I think we just need to continue to pray, believe with all of our heart that God that God is on the throne and He's in charge, and uh, just to bless Him uh, as we go through each day. I want to turn to page number three. We'll try to do a little of that if I can this morning. Page number three in the little red book. Lift, lift him up, lift him up, lift the name of Jesus higher. Lift him up, raise his banner to the sky. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Lift him up, all ye people, lift him up. Let's do that first verse again. Lift him up, lift him up, lift the name 
of Jesus higher. Lift him up, raise his banner to the sky. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Lift him up, all ye people, lift him up. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise his righteousness forever. Praise the Lord, lift your voices to the sky. If I be lifted up, then the rocks and stones won't cry. Praise the Lord, all ye people, praise the Lord. Show his love, show his love, show his love to everybody. That by the love we show, they will know we're his disciples. Show his love, all ye people, show his love. First verse again. Lift him up, lift him up, praise the name of Jesus higher. Lift him up. Praise his banner to the sky. And if I be lifted up and all ye people lift him. Amen. Amen. Did I say I can't see good this morning? Amen. I, I'm not like those that can remember the verses and not have to look at a book. Uh, I always have had to do that. Amen. Dustin, you come up this morning. You know what I like about all of you? Because you look at me and you say, you know, he is. You have to say it all the time, though. You, <laughs> he is sure enough human. <laughs> happy, happy Sabbath, everybody. It's good to be here this morning. I know there's a lot of people that weren't able to be here with us this morning. We want to remember all of them in our prayers. Uh, we've got word from several of the members of the church that they weren't going to be here this week. Uh, some are illnesses. Some had other uh, engagements to be at. But you know what? Um, the Word of God tells us that where there are two or three there gathered in thy name, there am I in the midst thereof. So we want to welcome you today, Holy Father. We want to say today truly is a blessed day because it is the Sabbath of the Most High God. God set aside this day like no other day. And this day that we can find peace and we can find rest, we don't have to worry about the cares of the world today. Let that be yesterday's problem, you know. Amen. I had enough issues yesterday. I don't need to let them carry over into today. We can just let those be. Uh, we serve a great God. We serve a God that's certainly worthy of our praise. For all of us that did decide to get up, 
and come to be in church this morning. I know that uh, God has a great blessing in store for us. I know that I've sat in here and uh, heard Dad preach a lot of messages. And one of the message series one time that he had preached on every week had the scripture in there that said daily he loads us with benefits. You know, and that's something to be thankful for, you know. I mean, he doesn't just give you a little blessing here or there, but daily he loads us with benefits. That's the kind of God we serve today. God cares about you. He cares about the things of your life. He's concerned about you. He's concerned about your health. He's concerned about your wealth and your well-being and all of those things. He, he, he's truly a good God. He's not a distant God. So we got a lot to be thankful for here this morning. I know we got a lot of stuff going on that could be distractions. And, uh, you know, we hear about all of the things going on around the nation. And certainly we've seen the things in Tulsa, Oklahoma that have been bad here recently. But you know what? God is still in charge. God is still the one that's going to set kingdoms up. And it's God that brings them down. And I'm thankful for uh, the United States of America. Though it's not perfect, it was set upon God's principles. Amen. And God we trust is still the motto of the nation. I don't believe that that has changed, you know, not yet anyways. And as long as it is in God we trust, God's hand is going to be upon his people. I really believe that uh, there's going to be a great movement. Sometimes it takes a shaking up. Sometimes in the Word we read all through the, the books of the Bible how God, when he dealt with his people, he had to shake them up a little bit. So God, if you have to shake up your people you have my permission today. Not that he needs it in any sort of way, but if you're going to shake us up, go ahead and shake us up. I think it's time for a little shaking myself. He doesn't like the mediocrity. Amen. He said to the, to the lukewarm, he would spew them out of his mouth. Didn't he say that? We've got to be on fire for God. And I know it's hard to run hot all the time, but you know what? He deserves that. He deserves your uh, presence in him. He deserves the that coming together that you can only get with you and God and that's the thing I, I, I go back to a whole lot with myself I'm like you know I could be distracted I could be upset about the numbers in the church and certainly it's not my place to be but the pastor I can see how he could get down but he doesn't get down and I know why because he knows that God is still in control God has plans that we can't see you know he has a, a way that's much greater than our way if you will you know he he does uh these things <clears throat> that we can't always see. He's uh, putting people in other people's paths and, and that sort of thing. So I'm thankful today just to know that God is really in control. He's still on the throne. He's never left that throne, praise God. We, there's still hope and there's still uh, a chance for those. You know, he hasn't lifted himself up off the mercy seat yet, amen? Uh, it's going to be a terrible time when he does that. But right now, we can go to God, we can pray for our loved ones, especially those ones that have known Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It might be a brother of yours or a sister or a child. But you can pray and you can play, pray with faith and you can pray with hope. And I know that God will hear your prayers today. If there's somebody that you know that needs prayer and you want us to pray as a church body, you come with us and you, we gather down front and we're going to pray at the end of the service. That's uh, another great thing that we do at the church. His church is to be a house of prayer. And uh, I think that's a wonderful thing that, that we as Christians, and not just here at the Seventh-day Bible Church, but his worldwide church has a great uh, work to do. And one of the works that we do is that we go into prayer 
and we, uh, we, we be fervent about our prayers. God has great things in store for His people. As far as announcements go, it's August the 29th of 2020, so this is the last Sabbath of August, and I, you know, I'm looking forward to those cooler days uh, that are ahead with the good fall, fall days where they get that crisp air and the changing of the colors. I'm really looking forward to that. It won't be long, and we'll start seeing that uh, happening here real soon. But as far as the other announcements, I want to mention that next week is our fellowship dinner. Everybody's welcome to come. Everybody's welcome to bring a dish, be prepared. Uh, I like fried chicken, and I know that the pastor likes fried chicken. Everybody here, I believe, knows us well enough to know we like fried chicken. And uh, so we might, might see a little bit of fried chicken on there. But if not, that's okay. We'll have some other good dishes. But we always have a good time in the Lord. Uh, Brother Sam and Sister Doe will be here with us that week. We'll have some really good singing. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to uh, remind everyone that uh, the church has enough room for visitors. We we have enough room here. So if you're thinking along the lines of maybe inviting somebody, if you think there may not be enough room for them, I'm sure we can fit them in here at the church. We'll find a spot for them. God will uh, certainly make a way for us to be able to have the visitors here. I did get a message this last week. I didn't see the person show up this week, but just to let you know that, you know, we do get some response from the Internet and from Facebook from time to time. This individual is looking for a, a, a Sabbath-keeping church in the Tulsa area, and I let them know that we're open each week. We're not closed due to COVID. A lot of the other places are, and uh, I told them we would certainly like to see them here. So be praying that God, you know, that seed has been sown, praise God. And uh, be, be praying that if that person's looking for the, the right church, that this might be the right church for them. You know, it's good to be able to uh, share and witness with those like-minded people around. You know, so many times we can get discouraged, especially as a Sabbath-keeping church. We don't see a lot of the numbers that a lot of the other churches might see. But, you know, that's not where it's at. We're not worried about that. We understand that God has a work to do. And he can work in the small numbers as well as he can in the large numbers. But if we get a chance to witness to somebody, if somebody's asking about the church or asking about what maybe God is doing for you in your life, let's be quick to respond with them and, and be able to correspond and, and be open and, and be caring and be loving because that's really where it's at. People uh, see the love of God through you. They'll want more of that. Amen. It's like a, a magnet, if you will. They're attracted to the love that God has inside you. So let's always be quick to uh, be able to talk with someone that's interested in uh, God and in the church. We always want to pray for our government leaders, especially right now. Uh, we all know what a terrible time it is. And with the elections coming up, how, um, how dangerous it can be. You know, we see on the streets every day, it seems like it gets worse and worse with the, the Black Lives Matter. Uh, matters movement and the other ones i'm not just trying to specifically say that one but there is a great demonic force that is out there that's moving today but uh again it, it has it has no power we have the power to uh, bind up strongholds amen those principalities of of this world they're not as great as my lord and king my lord his name the name of jesus is higher than all things praise god i i can call out on the name of jesus at any time and I can say, God, we, we, need, we need your hand here. We need uh, your movement. We need to break this binding force 
that is against our country. Because I believe that in most men there is good. I really do. I believe that there is. Because God has given every man a measure of faith. And to give them that, to give them a little bit of hope. So, you know, if we uh, go to the Lord in prayer and we pray earnestly, I believe that God can work with the people. I believe he's going to work with the people. But we want to specifically pray for our government leaders. They need our prayers. They deserve your prayers today. And I will say especially the president and the vice president. They've got a great work to do. And I don't believe that their time has come to an end. I believe that they're going to have a little bit more time here to be able to do the work of God. But it is his hand. Praise God. And we want to give God all the glory in everything. I always want to pray for our servicemen and women as well that serve this great country. They are the ones that have paid the ultimate price. I don't know what it's like to have to get out there and risk my life for another, especially in the name of freedom. But there are those that do. And, and for that, I give them a, a great praise. But more than that, I put them in my prayers and I lift them up before God. And I say, God, let your hand be upon these men and the women that are brave and they're willing to go stand and uh, fight for the United States of America. As far as the birthdays go, uh, there's a, a few birthdays here. Doe Yakely's birthday is on the 4th, and Opa's birthday is the 12th, and Ron Graham's was on the 23rd. Let's give all of them a big hand. And uh, Uncle Ron, you, you don't look a day older. You look just as young, you know. I'm thinking uh, you got a lot more work to do in the church, so don't... 55. Well, you're holding good. <laughs> in church and everything. Okay, well, we know that in your heart. Yes, amen. Well, yes, you are blessed. And you're a blessing to the church. We, we love you. Thank you for all the work that you do for the church. He makes the bulletins up, and uh, they're beautiful. He does a great job with the bulletins. Very thankful for what you do for the church. Uh, he has one of the worst jobs that you can have as in the church. He has to take care of the money and the finances, and nobody wants that job. I can tell you right now, nobody's going to fight you to take that from you. They don't want it. <laughs> no, Nobody wants that. He's done it for a long time, over probably 40 years. He's taken care of it, done a great job. These lights and things, they don't just get turned on, you know, uh, just because we want them on. Somebody actually has to be able to write the checks and meet the people that it takes to keep the building going. And for that, we do appreciate you, Ron. We really do. We're thankful for what you do for the church. At this time, I'm going to go ahead and, and call on you to come up, and we'll take up the offering.
ahead and read the Ten Commandments. And uh, Sister Regina uh, uh, slash Nathaniel, <laughs> do you have some music for us? I'll just she don't have any music. That's okay. We're gonna we'll maybe lead us in a song or two here in a little bit. But we're gonna do the Ten Commandments. Thank you, Regina, for filling in for Nathaniel. Again, his job is not an easy one to have either. He does a lot for the church. You don't probably realize it until you have to fill in for somebody, and you're filling in real well for Nathaniel. Thank you, Regina. She's already got it up there. Bear with me. I got a cough drop in. I'm having a little bit of allergies too, so I'm going to go ahead and read through with the cough drop if you don't mind this morning. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and to the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that was in thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all of them that is, and rested the seventh day, Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Amen. We'll be reading the Lord's Prayer. It says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Y'all may be seated. Let Sarah find her place. Well, let's see. What's it show? Two flats? What is that? D flat. That might be a little higher. Let's try it in, uh, can we do it in A? Can we do it in A? Let's try that going to give me an introduction <laughs> okay <laughs> 210 
do it in B flat. Let's try it in B flat if you want. We can do it. We can make it. Sarah, let me catch one breath. <laughs> All right. In this church, this glorious church, I didn't join how I was born. I've had a new birth. Some glorious day, gonna sail away. It's by His grace, not by my works. I'm in this church. Jesus came, he was left out, there was no place where he was welcome here on earth, but he had a plan for a house that shall forever stand, spoke these words upon this rock, I'll build my church, that's pretty good. We sang that a lot, didn't we? Amen. That's a good one. Turn my guitar and see if it'll hold out. No, unfortunately, you you would think that would be the case, but this this guitar's got a short somewhere, and it just it just eats them up. <laughs> Let's do this in A, Sarah. So far, so good. <laughs> well, I am weak, but thou art strong. Well, Jesus, keep me from all wrong. Well, I'll be sad. 
three quarters through that one amen let's give him praise this morning he's worthy of our praise thank you lord jesus thank you god he is so good to me i i don't know he's probably pretty good to you guys too but he seems to be overly abundant good to me and he's gave me a beautiful wife i'm so thankful for her and uh, i know how much she loves the lord and i know that she has just a great disposition about her. Most of you all have met her. And uh, don't be afraid to talk to her. She's a little shy at first, but when you break through that shyness, she's got a lot to say. She's got a lot to talk about. She loves the Lord with all of her heart. One of the most beautiful uh, characteristics that I could ever ask for in a woman. And I'm very, very thankful for that. Let's do this in G. Well, I've been living below here in this old sinful world. Hardly comfort can afford. Oh, we can't go by those words. I don't do them like that. <laughs> Tina, would you come lead us in a song this morning? Well, let's get Tina up here to do a song for us, and then I'm going to have Sarah to do some. Uh, I've just been having all We don't just need our helmet. We don't just need our shield. We need the whole armor of God. And I thank him this morning for that, you know. It gets you through a lot of battles in your life. Prayer changes things, you know. There's a saying I know in the Bible that says, if God be for us, who can be against us? And that is so, so true. I did, I did notice uh, when uh, Trump was doing his speech, after all that was over, you know, and 
you're kind of lifted up a little bit. Then the commentators get on there and they drag you right back down. Everything was a lie, you know, and this is this and that is that. And this was the light and that is the dark. And, and everybody likes to blame somebody for all the things going on in the world. Like uh, Dustin said, I, you know, there is a, there's a dark spirit going through. And, and just seems like, I mean, you can't look at somebody a certain way without somebody saying something to you. And, and uh, you know, I always, I, my husband was saying something the other day, and he said uh, something about being hateful or not, not that I said anything because I would never do that. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it's just one of those things where uh, people take the, what you said the wrong way or you just got to really be careful uh, of the things that you say and and uh, we don't have really that forgiving spirit that maybe we should have I know sometimes you know when my husband comes home from work and he might say something to me <laughs> the first thing that comes to me is that don't talk to me like that or you know I mean that's just a, a carnal carnal uh, thing that we have you know but uh, I am I am grateful. You know, there's nothing, nothing, nothing like the name of Jesus. God walks the dark hills, the waves, the highway, and he walks on the billows of life's troubled sea. And he walks in the cold, dark night, shadows of midnight. God walks the dark hills, cause he loves you and me. God walks the dark hills, to guide my footsteps. He walks everywhere, by night and by day. He walks in silence, on down the highway. God walks the dark hills, to show you the way. Now God walks in the storms, the rain, the sunshine, and he walks on the billows, and through glimmering light, he helps us walk up those mountains so high, he carries us through our valleys. God walks the dark hills, cause he loves you and me. God walks the dark hills, to guide my footsteps. He walks everywhere, by night and by day. He walks in silence on down the highways. God walks the dark hills because he loves you and me.
good Tina I appreciate you coming up singing that very very good You're going to let you down every time. 
If you think you're going to put your uh, faith in a political party, they're going to let you down every time. If you're going to put your faith in the almighty dollar bill, it's going to let you down every time. But I tell you one thing, if you go to Jesus Christ, if you reach out for the hem of his garment, praise God, hallelujah, praise God, you can reach out. And in just that reaching, God, you reach out and you touch God. He fills you as the woman that had the issue of blood. Oh, my gosh, Lord, your hand is upon your people today. God, I, I want to always seek your face. God, I want to seek you in my life every day. Not just one day out of the week, but every day. When I get up in the morning, I want to praise your holy name, God. I want to go out through that day and I want to say, God, you are my God for a reason. You are the God because you chose me. Hallelujah. You pulled me up from that mire that was my life of yesterday. And I don't have to live that way anymore. I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm sanctified. I'm holy. I'm different. I'm peculiar. You put a blessing upon me that they ain't no man can take from me. I serve that kind of a God. God, wherever you lead me, I'm going to go. Because I hear your voice. Praise God, your word says, my sheep, they hear my voice. God, I want to be a sheep. I want to be able to be led by you, the good, good shepherd. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name. I tell you what, God, right now there's somebody I know that may not just be me, but I feel like I, I, I feel like I could touch your throne right now. Hallelujah. I feel like if I try right now, I could just touch you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Pour your Holy Spirit out upon your people today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes, Jesus. Praise your holy name. Let's sing this song here. We all want the Holy Spirit to be upon us, don't we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Sometimes he just gets a hold of me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's do this in E flat. You want to stand? You can stand. Nobody's going to hold you back this morning. You can raise your hands up. You can praise God. You can call down that ladder rain. Praise the Lord. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, I need thee. Oh, come, Holy Spirit. I pray, oh come, Holy Spirit, I need thee, oh come in thine own gentle way.
large and so small He means the world to me He's made everything new He is my everything Now how about you? Come, Holy Spirit, we need Thee. Yes, we do, Lord. Oh, come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Oh, come, in Thy strength and Thy Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, I know that you have a great work to do today. As we set aside on this day our cares of the world and we turn our eyes upon you, Lord, I'm saying, God, we are lifting you up. And that great drawing power that you have, I'm praying for my brothers and sisters that are out there that are not here with us today, that you're Holy Spirit would be upon them that would move across the face of the earth just as when you form these worlds your voice just by your words alone matter became matter and it became together and the world was formed God I, I'm saying speak right now God speak to your people that great drawing power that you have let them draw to you God I, I'm asking God that my brothers and sisters that I've known here at the church and at other, other churches too, they've lost many souls, Lord Jesus. They've once called you their Lord and Savior. God, I, I know that somewhere deep in their heart, they still want to hear your voice. And God, as you speak in that still, small voice, let their ears be open, God. Let their hearts be open to you, Lord Jesus, that they can hear you. God, I, I'm asking... Right now, a special blessing be upon your church people all across the world. Those that are going to church right now, wherever they're at, they might be having to hide in their basements because it's against the law where they're at to be able to have a church service. God, I'm praying that you protect them. Most importantly, God, I'm praying that your Holy Spirit be poured out upon them. Lord Jesus, I'm asking right now, God, that a mighty work be done in this world today. God, I, I know that you're, sh you're shaking up your people and you're shifting them and you're trying to find the ones, God, that are willing to stand at any cost. The ones that will say, I I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you, Lord Jesus. Here I am. God, I'm, I'm praying right now for your people. I'm praying for me. I'm praying for my wife. I'm praying for my dad and all the people that are here in the service today that we receive a blessing a blessing that will go with us, not just here at this service, but it will go as we leave the doors of the church. That we would be a light into the world, as your word says. That we might go across this world and harm would not come to us. There would be a hedge of protection upon your people today. God, I believe in your word. I believe that your word is from everlasting to everlasting. I believe that you don't change your mind just because things change in the world. 
because you were before all things, hallelujah, and you will be there when all things are done. And God, as you prepare your people today, someday you're going to come back. That's what your word is. That's what your promise was to us. God, I pray that we watch, we sit and we watch and we be ready. We make ourselves ready, God. I pray that your Holy Spirit be upon us all today. And this service that we have in song, God, I pray that you receive it today. That you would be glorified. That there would be somewhere, somebody that's willing to get up, put the world aside and come and say, God, I want to follow you. I want to thank you for what you've done for me in my life. God, we're here today to do that. We're here to do that and to be able to lift you up on high. Lord Jesus, receive our songs and receive our prayers today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Sister Sarah, would you play for us?
Thank you, Lord.
1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 13. We'll read down through verse number 18. <clears throat> Paul's speaking. Paul says, but I, in verse 13, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Isn't that good? Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I'm thinking about people down through the years, since especially the Bible and since the printed page, that have their confidence in not only the coming of the Lord, but the resurrection of those that died in Christ. You know, because we know that uh, uh, it's been a long time waiting on the Lord to come back. When I was just a young boy, they were preaching the second coming of the Lord. And no telling how long they had been preaching it prior to that. But we do know that God is coming back and God is going to bring them that were in the graves. And the Bible says that we shall not prevent them, but they shall be first in that resurrection from the grave. I want to talk a little bit about thoughts concerning resurrection. Now, verse 13 and 14 mention they are asleep in Christ in the grave. Being asleep means they're not in heaven looking down on those who are living out their lives on the earth because the Bible says in many places that the dead have no part. They have no part in anything that is done under heaven. They're just asleep. And we believe that with all of our heart. Now, one of the things that I might mention here this morning before we go any further, and that is this. There's a portion of the human being that has returned unto God, not just the breath of life, but it's say that an individual was saved in this life. And they give their heart to the Lord. And they went the way of the grave. Uh, the breath that we breathe naturally returns back unto God. The body we know is at the cemetery. Uh, it will one day decompose. And uh, that body will have to be brought back to life when the Lord comes. But there is that spirit that's in a man. That it's in his soul that returns back unto God. Now where that is kept, I do not know. But uh, this morning, we just want to share some scriptures. If my thoughts are a little bit different than yours, well, so be it. If your thoughts are a little different than mine, we, we respect each other here this morning. I want to just share some things we, we can talk about concerning the resurrection of the righteous. I want to turn, if we can, to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. And if you feel like that you have a little thought you'd like to insert, feel free to do that because we just want it to be kind of casual here this morning. Now the Bible says in Revelation chapter 20 at verse number 4, John said, I saw thrones 
and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years, which we know as the millennium. The Bible says in verse 5, But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years are finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. You know, we know that God has given us the promise of eternal life. And we're expecting eternal life, and that life goes on forever and forever. Now, we didn't just, we don't have to just wait until that happens. We are experiencing everlasting life right now. The Bible says that we have spiritual life within us. Well, that spiritual life does not die once we go to the grave. Amen? God keeps that. He understands that we are uh, just spending a little time in the grave. But I'm so thankful that everybody's not going to be in the grave when the Lord comes back. I remember when I was a little boy, I feared cemeteries. I didn't like the thought of going into a cemetery. And I didn't like to go to funerals because there was just something there that scared me about dead people. And uh, I've changed now because I believe that especially if we were to die today, that God would put us in his tender care until the right time for us to come up again from the grave. And the Bible says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. The word resurrection speaks life to the one who was dead. Resurrection of the dead pronounces power over death. And we're thankful to God for that. He that resurrects those who have died exhibits, exhibits power and the power of life. Think about this. There is no one or nobody that can lift the dead up from the state of the dead, but God Almighty. Even Satan, with all the powers that he has, he cannot bring someone up from the grave. He cannot bring somebody back to life. He cannot perform resurrection upon any individual. You see, God only allows Satan to do what God will allow him to do. And God does not give him any power or authority over the grave. In fact, Jesus has all power and authority over the grave. Turn with me to John chapter 1. I might have someone to read just a little bit this morning if you feel like it. When I, if I come to you, you just feel free to uh, read a few verses along. This is pertaining to the time when Lazarus was about to die or had died and the Lord was coming on his way when he got word that Lazarus had died, and we'll pick up reading in John chapter 11 at verse number 1. 
Now a certain man was sick, whose name was Lazarus, of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him and said, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister, his, her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, the Bible says that he, Jesus, abode two days still in the same place where he was. You know, it probably seemed like Jesus didn't care, but we know he loved Lazarus and he loved his sisters. Go with me to Matthew, I mean to verse number 11 here in the same chapter of John. And the Bible says in verse 11, Dustin, would you read a few verses there if you would like to? Now the Bible says that she said unto the Lord, If thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. And then notice what she does in verse 22. She says, But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to thee. And Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Lost my place. Verse 25. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? How many this morning uh, fear death? Is anybody in here that fears death, fears having to spend some time, you know, in the going through the funeral service. You don't know anything about it, but that's part of it. How many this morning believes that because we believe in the Lord, we'll never die? I believe that with all of my heart. We're not talking about physical death necessarily because we know that probably if the Lord was to tarry, most of us may not live until the time that he comes and resurrects those in the grave first. The Bible, the Bible says in verse 27, she said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which shall come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way, and she called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master is come, and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly, and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. Laquita, would you read verse 32 and some scriptures there? Listen, the Bible says, he said, if thou wouldest believe. See, it's up to us to believe. And uh, the Bible, one of the things that I think is significant to think about here is that Lazarus uh, had already been dead for four days. The Jews believed after the fourth day that an individual was definitely already dead once that uh, the uh, decomposure began to take uh, place concerning the body. 
And uh, we know that uh, if we were to think about it a little bit, uh, the, it would tell us it would tell us that the dead is still where they've been laid. We understand that because he had been laid in a tomb and they had placed a rock over that tomb. Who else would like to read? Ronnie, do you want to read? Hi. Okay, at verse number 40. And you just see this site if you're there. You see him bound in the grave clothes. You see him dead, but yet responding unto the spirit of life. Amen? And uh, you begin to think about a little bit about what is transpiring here. Uh, people have gathered together. You know, the Lord finds glory when people believe and trust in Him. And uh, He was trying to get the sisters uh, to believe that Lazarus, of course, would be resurrected uh, from the dead and life would come back into Him. Uh, but they were putting their faith in something way off in the distant future. But uh, God had a different, chance, a different thing in mind for Lazarus. The Bible said, he said, loose him and let him go. Now, uh, Nitra, would you like to read a little bit, hon? Okay, read verse 45 and 46. Boy, he was hated, wasn't he? Jesus, he was hated. When we're talking about res resurrection this morning, uh, we understand that resurrection was something that didn't happen that often there's a few cases of it happening in the Old Testament and a few thing, times that uh, there was a life brought back into the dead body but this is something that was totally totally different from what men were experiencing and uh, the Jews hated him so much they hated him so much that they would speak against him uh, even when he would do something like if he had part in, say, resurrecting somebody from the dead, they'd do everything they could to change that and make him look bad. And as I was reading these scriptures and putting the message together, I was thinking how that ties into the time in which we're living right now. I mean, the, a man cannot say anything and, and you let those words stand for what they're saying without being accused of everything under the sun. You see, there's so much hatred in the world today. But oh, one of these days, isn't it going to be good when we can... Uh, there's a cemetery just a couple of blocks over here, a big cemetery. Won't it be something when uh, the dead in Christ begin to come out of those graves? I've often thought about it, how it would be. I've often thought about what it would be like to have a loved one that you knew that had passed on before if we're still alive, how it would be on that great resurrection day. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful thing. I want you to turn with me to John chapter 5. Back up a little bit to John chapter 5. And uh, Tina, would you read there from John chapter 5 at verse 24 down through verse number 29? You know, it's going to be something uh, when all of those begin to come out of the grave it says here those that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation uh, it's a shame uh, that people can read the Bible and have had the Bible read to them and have had people talk to them about the Lord 
and have not responded. I've often wondered which is going to be the greatest amount, those that uh, are dead in Christ or those that are the unrighteous that are going to come up in the resurrection of damnation. Uh, we don't have any way of knowing that. But if you just looked at it as you look out over the world, you would think that those that are going to take part in the resurrection of damnation will outweigh those that are going to take part in the resurrection of life. Uh, one day it's going to happen. You know, would anybody like to comment on how, just, just go right out there just a little bit. Have you got any idea uh, how far away uh, it's going to be until uh, the resurrection time? Uh, I know we don't predict a date. It's not meant for us to do that, and we don't do that here. But it does seem like to us that the resurrection time should have already been here. Now, I would have thought that as a young boy, I heard it being preached, and here I am, 75 years, 74 years old, and uh, it hasn't happened as of yet. But uh, anybody got any thoughts compared concerning uh, the second coming of the Lord? I mean, do you feel like it might be 10 years, 20 years? Well, the rapture, yeah, yeah. I agree. One of the great things that I like concerning that thought, Ronnie, is that if God could take care of Daniel in the lion's den, if he could take care of the three Hebrew children there when they were thrown in the fiery furnace, could not God take care of his people you know, here on earth, and literally they could go through the tribulation, the time periods of the tribulation. Now, you talked about it. You opened up something to a big, uh, big area of discussion. We won't be able to do all that here today. But I like you for your comments and your thoughts. Anybody else got me 10 years, 20 years, 40, 50, 60? Yeah. That haven't been fulfilled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well I'm not either on all of the prophecy but the Bible does say that he's going to make a quick work of it he's going to make a quick work of it well one of the things I think is you're right there on being ready and be prepared and have faith for uh, the end days uh, which are you know upon us but uh, if you you know if the Lord was to see to do it a different way, take some out or take, you know, as many out as he wanted to take them out. Well, we certainly would be, we're, we're not against that. We would certainly be for that. But it would be awful to be ones that didn't have the faith and put their confidence in, you know, no tribulation whatsoever. Uh, you see, when I saw, night before last, when I saw the uh, convention had come to an end, and then when I saw the playback, which they had taken pictures of it and how it was happening, we saw a little bit of that, how it, was, how it was done. I saw that on some of the later reports. But I saw elderly men walking with their elderly wife, leaving that convention, going over, you know, maybe a couple of blocks over to where they were staying. And I saw that this bitter hatred and demonic power was working against them right up in their face.
It would be like your grandmas and your grandpas. Wouldn't you hate to think that they would have, if they would have tripped or got down on the ground, they would have beat them to death and kicked them to death, would have killed them. And that, that's the kind of hatred we're going to see in these last days. We're going to see that men are lovers of their self and the, the pleasures they have always had their own way, that they're not going to be uh, anything but, in, but evil when the, when the uh, end time really transpires. Get my words a little confused here. But uh, we've, we've got to be ready. We've got to be ready. If you say to Laquita, you prayed for your children and your children aren't where they ought to be in the Lord. Uh, you, you grieve because they're not prepared. They're doing nothing to prepare themselves for the end of time. Well, I think things are going to surprise us, really, when, when they really begin to get down in there. You know, we talked about just a week or two back, we read a little scripture about God's army and those that are going to be in that army of God. Uh, there, there's going to be a part there that's going to be played in the la you know, at play in the last days. And uh, I've said this before, you know, because it seems like that uh, during the time period uh, when there was such great persecution on the earth before, back in the days when Jerusalem was uh, trodden down, and then beyond that a little bit, how that um, so many people had lost their lives as martyrs, you know, for the word of God. And I've heard it said that that it was... It, there would be no purpose for God to allow that to drag on for as many days and years as it had, and so many people being, uh, you know, destroyed and put to death uh, by the hands of evil men, that God at the end is going to have, he's going to put his people uh, on display before the world. Godly people with power of Almighty God. I mean, you talk about the power uh, in the days of the book of Acts and the early church, uh, it'll be it'll be greater than even that. The Bible says there's no nothing like the way that uh, He has set it all up is going to happen ever again in the history of mankind. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 27. I'm going to look at the time real quick. Let's see how much time we got. Matthew chapter 27, and I'd like to look at uh, starting with verse number 22, and we'll read down to about verse 46. You know. We just get little, uh, you know, little pieces of what took place there during the time that Jesus was on trial and the time that they had done so many of the wicked and, and just bad things to him personally. And then we've seen where the, the Jews had said uh, to the, in other words, in other words, go ahead and destroy him. His blood be on us and on our children. Well, that's true. It, it truly is upon them. Okay. Again, it's, it's almost when you see how these people are responding, uh, they, they, again, would lie about it. They say, go make the sepulcher sure and uh, do everything you can. Set a watch, a guard. Uh, if, if he does get out from there and uh, comes back alive, uh, then be prepared. We'll, make, we'll just make a lie and say it happened this way or say it happened that way. Uh, that, that's, a, that's the way it was. And that's the way it is today. I don't see, I don't see things changed any from the way they were back in the old way, in the old days. Well, we'll read this a little bit more. Let's turn to Matthew chapter twelve, Matthew chapter twelve, at verse thirty-eight. Okay, Dustin, would you read from uh, Matthew chapter twelve, verse thirty-eight down to verse number forty? 
Now this would be would take a lot of uh, time to go through here and really break this all down. But when they asked a sign of him, he said to them that there would be no sign given except the sign that uh, was of Jonas when Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights. And again, that brings us back up to the fourth. At the fourth day, corruption would have set into his body. He didn't see any corruption whatsoever. Not even a bone of his body was broken. I mean, he was the perfect sacrifice. Uh, he, everything that the uh, animals had portrayed during the sacrificial system, uh, he met everything head on just as perfect and as true a sacrifice as could possibly be. Uh, let's go to uh, John chapter, or Matthew chapter 28, Matthew chapter 28 at verse number 1. The Bible says in the end of the Sabbath, there at uh, verse 1 of chapter 28, in the end of the Sabbath, as it begun to dawn towards the first day of the week. Now, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week well that's not sunrise in the bible the next day it'd be like this time period we're in right now when the sun goes down it's the dawning of the new day uh, so that's when the day starts it's always been in the bible it's always started uh, at dawn and the Bible says they came and he wasn't there. He had already resurrected. So there's definitely not no sunrise resurrection uh, in the celebration uh, because it doesn't line up with what the word of God has to say. Uh, anybody, any thoughts con concerning any of that? We won't go much farther, but we'll go a little bit farther. Let's go to uh, Philippians chapter 3 at verse 7. Paul speaks here, Philippians chapter 3. I think that's right after the book of Ephesians. Okay, uh, Brenda. Read that from verse number, uh, let's read that from verse 7 down through verse number 10. Paul said that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. I said earlier that death is not new, but resurrection is. Uh, the power of an endless life. Even though uh, I'm alive and I'm here with you today, I could pass away uh, in the future uh, prior to the time the, that the Lord is going to come back, but I will one day be resurrected, and I'm just using me as an illustration, I will be one day resurrected from God. And for this reason, is because the power of there is power in an endless life God has given us everlasting life we're we're spiritually receiving that you can't destroy a spirit amen that is reserved unto God and so uh, right now today I can honestly say I, I don't I've always thought well you know it wouldn't be wouldn't it be anything to worry about if you was to pass away well no one wants to pass away you'd like to hang on as long as you can but we have the power of an endless life we've been granted uh, salvation and eternal life already through Jesus Christ our Lord we put our confidence in his resurrection he was resurrected among uh, people that was living in that day that uh, very few you could say even his his disciples had almost forsaken him 
thought that he was doing the wrong thing. They didn't understand why he came. They didn't understand how he was fulfilling uh, the old things of the law. But uh, nonetheless, they, tra- they, they did uh, come about. And because of coming about, uh, he was resurrected from the dead. Now, I think we've almost come probably as far as we should go today. I probably would have went ahead and tried to preach this some way and somehow. But uh, doggone it, I wish I've got eternal life, but I can't get over the sinuses. <laughs> Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Yes, He